At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Back here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Sadenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. My thanks to Adam Kramer for joining us, talking about the college football betting guide available right now exclusively to VSIN All Access subscribers. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Make sure you get yourself a copy of that. You'll also get the Pro Football Betting Guide coming out soon. Speaking of uh, Pro Football, we will be joined by Simon Hunter from the Action Network coming up, uh, the Favorites podcast. He will join me in about 15 minutes or so from now, get his thoughts on uh, some teams, uh, the whole Deshaun Watson thing, and uh, NFL preseason, which gets kicked off here on Thursday night. The Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio will feature the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Currently, we're seeing a uh, line of the Jaguars uh, as I think it was a one-point favorite. We'll see if we can get an update for you here. And the total completely dropped down from where it opened up, and uh, with you know with good reason. Um, let's see. I'm seeing uh, Raiders actually minus two and a half. Ooh, look at this. The total dropped down to 29 and a half. How about that? Um, with good reason. I mean, the, the, the Hall of Fame game is just under city. That is what we have seen uh, year in and year out. Just look at the results of the Hall of Fame game. Last year, 16 to 3, 19 points. 2020, there was no Hall of Fame game due to COVID. In 2019, 14 10. Total of 24 points, right? We're okay there. Uh, you got 2018, 33 points, 38 in 2017. 2016 was the year that there was no game. It was actually canceled. It was supposed to be the Packers. Was it supposed to be the Packers, I think? Remember, the game was canceled because of poor field conditions. Like, they were walking the field before the game, and they were like, ah, we don't like what's going on here, right? Like, on uneven turf or something, or the way that they, they rolled in the new uh, turf and um, the, the new field, and it just wasn't up to standard. So they were walking up the field, and uh, all, it was supposed to be a game. They were warming up before the game, and they were like, this is just not safe. So we're not playing the game here. Um, that was supposed to be the Packers and the Colts. 
in 2016. Year before that, 2015, 14 to 3, 2014, 17 13. So it's just low scoring. It's the first preseason game. These guys aren't ready to play in a game. It's a glorified scrimmage. Uh, the starters are not going to play for both of these teams. Uh, defenses will have the edge. And I just don't know how much offense we will see, how much scoring we will see, because I don't expect either of these teams, the Jaguars or the Ravens, excuse me, the Raiders, to really show anything and try and, you know, work. I think they're just going to try and work some things out and get some of these backups some run here and see what they can do. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I I like the Jaguars in this game. I, I think that Doug Peterson goes into this preseason with a the, the the goal of changing the culture. That's what I think about. I think about changing the culture for the um for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And for Doug Peterson to take over this team, take over this franchise, I think he goes into this preseason wanting these players to know what it takes to win and get used to winning. And so I can see this team coming out and actually playing hard for Doug Peterson in the preseason. His first year in Philadelphia was 2016. And the 2016 Eagles in Doug Peterson's first preseason, that was after, um, after I guess, what, Chip Kelly was the coach the year before. So Doug Peterson comes in, and in the preseason, the Eagles went 4-0. Now, he doesn't have an overall good preseason record. I think it's like, I don't know, it's seven and something, seven and six, seven and eight, whatever it is. But in that first year, taking over a franchise, trying to change the culture, trying to get a team to buy in, they had a rookie quarterback in Carson Wentz. And in the preseason, let's see, in the first preseason game, I would assume that Wentz didn't play. Let's look at a little box score. And let's see. I mean, rookie, maybe he did play. Who knows? Stats here. No stats. I can't see any stats. Uh, Touchdown. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Sam Bradford. Wow, Sam Bradford. Remember that? So, yeah. But Doug Peterson takes over. First preseason, Borna. And I think that's kind of what we're going to see here as he takes over the Jaguars and tries to instill his culture. I think these players will play for him in the preseason. And I can see the Jaguars winning some preseason games. I like taking the points here with the Jags in this game. I think they come out here in Canton. Now, the one thing is, is like... um I think someone said, um, 
who was it? Uh, was it Derek Carr or no? There's someone that um, someone that played high school here. Oh, oh, I think it's Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the uh, Raiders, played at Canton McKinley High School. So this is going to be a homecoming for Josh McDaniels who is playing, who the team is playing in his city where he grew up and he went to, like I said, Canton McKinley High School. Now, does that mean that it's going to be a a win for them? They're playing in the Hall of Fame game because Cliff Branch and Richard Seymour are 2022 inductees into the Hall of Fame. And McDaniel said, quote, It'll be really an experience. Surreal is probably a good word for it. Thinking that um, he was coaching me and correcting me and calling plays for me many, many years ago. My family has spent a lot of nights there over many, many years, so it's a special place for me. I'm sure he's probably talking about, uh, I guess, his um, his high school and, and his, you know, maybe his dad or I don't know who coached him. But anyway, um, Does that mean the players play hard for him because he's coaching at his uh, high school field? I don't think that matters. Maybe I think it matters a little bit of a distraction. He's not so focused on the game. He's kind of shaking hands and and being with his family. Anyway, no. I do think from a playing perspective, the under, which has been shot down, is clearly the move. However, you you missed the best of the line. You should have been in on it when it was 33. Down to 29 and a half. You You lost all the value. People may knock betting on the preseason. You can beat this market. You can absolutely beat this preseason market. And the 33, 33 and a half was a beatable number. 29 and a half, maybe not so much. Still think the game goes under. And I do like taking the Jaguars in this game for the reasons that I laid out here. I do believe that we do get an um, inspired effort from the Jaguars here under Doug Peterson. Uh, the rest of the preseason schedule will uh, actually kick off preseason week one next week, uh, August uh, 10th, I believe, August 11th, next Thursday. We will have two games, and then everyone, and then we have games on Friday and games on Saturday, and then there'll be one game next uh, Sunday, next Sunday night, uh, or next Sunday afternoon, I should say. It's going to be the Vikings and the Raiders here in Las Vegas, but the uh, first preseason game for everyone. Remember, there's only three preseason games here. You got the Giants taking on the Patriots, uh, Titans, Ravens. That's next Thursday. Next Friday, Falcons, Lions, Browns, Jaguars, Cardinals, Bengals, Jets, Eagles, Packers, Niners. And then on Saturday, Chiefs, Bears, Panthers, Commanders, Colts, Bills, Seahawks, Steelers, Dolphins, Bucks, Saints, Texans, Cowboys, Broncos, Rams, and Chargers. Nationally televised games. Uh, NFL Network's going to have a bunch of them. So you'll get uh, those games. And then uh, locally, of course, your local teams, you'll be able to watch them. I always like the preseason broadcasts because you kind of get a a local broadcast feel, right? Because think about it. During the regular season, your your local broadcast crew is only radio. 
TV, it's a national broadcast. So you get the Fox crew, you get the CBS crew, the NBC uh, NFL Network and all that stuff. You don't get your local guys. But in the preseason, you watch the game on like your local TV affiliate and you're getting the local reporters and the local announcers that um, call the games. So I always enjoy uh, watching those preseason games. Uh, we're going to continue the NFL conversation coming up next. Uh, Simon Hunter is a professional better and does a tremendous job as the co-host of the Favorites podcast. Um, does great stuff for Action Network. And uh, we're going to talk to him about some of the bets that he has made already in the futures market here for the NFL. Just his overall view of what's going on with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. And, of course, what to expect here during the NFL preseason. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. All season long. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Back here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. The big news in the NFL is that the league is appealing the uh, Deshaun Watson suspension. This um, came as a surprise to some, not a surprise to others, but Deshaun Watson was suspended six games after the you know process was played out, where you know the new process that was collectively bargained, the independent arbiter, Judge Sue Robinson, decided it was going to be a six-game suspension. The NFL is exercising their right, as in the new CBA, to appeal this suspension. Uh, Roger Goodell now will determine who is going to hear the appeal. He could consider it himself, or he could appoint somebody else to hear it. Um, They are going to try and get an indefinite suspension. They want like at least a year. They also want him to have a monetary fine and go through counseling or whatnot. But what's going to happen is just this whole thing is going to be a mess, right? Because the league's going to appeal. They're going to rule on something. Then Watson's camp's going to come in and they're going to appeal and It's just going to be an ongoing process. I don't know if that means that Watson plays in week one or if he's going to be done for the entire season, but 
Uh, the Browns are a mess, and we don't know who's going to be at quarterback for them. Uh, let's continue the conversation. We welcome in uh, Simon Hunter from the Favorites podcast. Uh, does great stuff for Action Network. And Simon, what's your evaluation of the Cleveland Browns? You know, with all this Deshaun Watson thing, you consider it with Watson, without Watson, whether it's six games or not. How do you view them? Team. Uh, talked to a lot of different professionals. I like the team in the sense that they like Jacoby Brissett. They like the way their schedule balances out that, you know, all these divisional games are going to be when Watson's back. And, you know, they don't think it's that big of a game, him missing six. Where I've come, kind of come the other way, where I've just been betting the value off of the Browns' momentum, right? Like when they signed Watson, um, I believe it was the Browns and, and the Ravens, like, you know, they had the highest odds for their division. Now it's shifted, right? After all the money's come in, things have settled down. Now the Ravens now are the leader of this division, betting-wise. And I, I've kind of looked the other way where it's like I've just stayed away from the Browns and kind of not, – not, not that I'm against them and what they've tried to do this year. Like, listen, there's only 10 great quarterbacks. You know, you got to go out there and try to get one. Me personally, I, I haven't put a single dollar on them. I'll probably be betting against them. But with the Jacoby Brissett stuff, there could be some value there during the season, but season-long – like Super Bowl bets, all that stuff. I'm just not touching any of it when it involves this Browns team. Are the Ravens the class of that division, or is it the defending AFC champion Bengals? I actually love the Ravens. The Bengals, that was a really fun story, but my job is to find value. And the Bengals, last year, people forget, they were 10-1 to 1, middle of October to win that division. Like, it's just, they were two games back, I think, of the Ravens, and they were going to play Baltimore. And I just talked about how that didn't make sense, that if they beat Baltimore, they'd be one game back in that division. Same thing this year. It feels like the Browns, the Ravens, the Bengals, they're all, you know, big, big upside, big strength, big weaknesses that we all know and we're all talking about. People are going to be on the Bengals, right? That's the fun, exciting team with young Joe Burrow, young wide receiving core. They fixed the offensive line. But how, how can I not fade them, right? This is what we do. It's the, the teams that make the Super Bowl historically – and lose historically have done very bad the following year against the spread and just statistically it's just very hard to when every team is kind of gunning for you when they know you're pretty good so this Bengals team shocked the world last year coming out of nowhere this year i just see a lot of growing pains there's a reason sports books opened them at nine and a half win total and they haven't moved it despite people pounding that number in the over so it, it feels a little trappy with this Bengals team this year and they just feel like a a nine and eight team, eight and nine. It just, uh, it's just not going to be what it was last year. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's historically we've seen teams take step back after doing so so well the year before. Is there a team out there right now that you're kind of feeling could be this year's Bengals? Yeah, and that that was the funny thing is I did bet on the Bengals, but literally of all my future bets, I was probably one of the couple ones I only bet three hundred <laughs> bucks on. Like I barely put anything on it because it's like. Well I, well, I don't even remember the mind, mindset. I feel like Joe Burrow had come off the major injury, like his tearing his ACL or something. And I just remember thinking, you know, 150 to 1, why not put a little on it? Never, 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 never saw that actually coming through. So this year, I've, I've definitely, I'm a long shot better. I've had a bunch of people ask me about their, my favorite long shot. It, it's... It's not going to be fun. Like I'm going to tell people something now. It's going to sound insane <laughs> because it's August. But this is how you have to project out, right? We're trying to think of what, what team are people not looking at or not talking about. So for me, I, I go through different divisions, and 
the AFC South feels wide open. Like the, the Titans have won back to back in that division. We've already seen they've kind of taken a step down. Now everyone's all over the Colts because they signed Matt Ryan, who had one career year with Kyle Shanahan and really hasn't done much since then. And I look at this Jaguars team that they just have tons of talent. They've been really bad. They've had these high draft picks, and they've actually drafted pretty well. They just haven't had the coaching. And now they have Doug Peterson coming in, which, you know, only guy ever in Eagles history to win Super Bowl. This man clearly knows how to manage men and personalities. We've already heard clips of the players talking about how it's nice to have a professional leading the team again. And Trevor Lawrence, I'm, I'm a big believer in the year two bump. We saw it with Mahomes winning the MVP. We saw it with Lamar Jackson winning the MVP. So if I'm just pure value based better, you could have got them at 151. I believe they're down to 120 to one mm-hmm. uh, now to win the Super Bowl. It's just the Jaguars. It's, it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's, it's a gross bet. But you're just looking for a team that can somehow make it in as a wild card or steal their division. And at 120, 120 to one, a team that could be perhaps in the playoffs, I, I have to make this bet on the Jaguars. So that that's one team I've actually invested in a couple of different ways this offseason. Well, how about a team that, uh, and I don't want to sound like a front runner, or I'm not a front runner, a homer, and believe me, I'm not a fan of this team. I am actually a Jets fan, but I think the Giants, at around the same number as the Jaguars, are pretty attractive. I, I think Brian Dable's going to work wonders with this team. We know that a different team has won the NFC East every single year since 2004. I'm very down on the Cowboys this year. I know everybody is high on the Eagles, and, and I guess I am as well, but why not the Giants pulling up and winning this division? I feel like I keep hearing people say the Giants, and I just I don't know. I'd have to see it to believe with Daniel Jones. Like I've, I've seen him flash have these moments of brilliance during preseason, and like I know the kid has a high IQ. I just can't get over the fact that when it gets a little, a little intense, a little hot, he just can't help but turn the ball over and make really stupid plays, and they just. I've not coached that out of them. So I like where your head's at. Like they switched up the coaching. They brought in the OC from the Bills. And to me, that's automatically an upgrade over what they had last year. And everything I've seen out of camp is just raving, 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 raving about the Giants. I mean, even I even saw that clip of uh, Saquon Barkley the other day just breaking, I don't know, it was like a 50 yard catch and just mm-hmm. took it all away. I mean, just looking very, 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 very fast, which. If you're a Giants fan, I, I'd be very excited, but I, I can't get behind it. It's just all about Daniel Jones. Uh, I'll maybe, you know, wait two or three weeks into the preseason, see how he plays, see how the game film of him playing against other teams and practice look, because to me, I just need to see the consistency. Like, I know the kid has a talent, right? He was a top 10, top 15 pick. He just isn't consistent. So that's my that's my pause with the Giants, where I've at least seen it with Hurts. He took a team to play us. So at least saw it with Dak last year, where... You know, Dak had awful end of the year, but during the season, beginning of it, he looked great. So, to me, with the NFC East, I still would put the Giants in third, and then, yeah, Commanders, I'll put them last. Yeah, and I think it's if I'm going to make a bet to win that division, it's the Eagles, because uh, I do think the Cowboys take a major step back this year, and, and with losing Washington, I think now that's a big blow. C.D. Lamb's the only guy there now for Dak Prescott to really shoulder that load from a wide receiver perspective, and, and I think it's just going to be a down year for Dallas. Scary. Yeah, I saw that that clip of what was it? The second receiver now has 19 or 35 snaps or something like that in his career in the NFL. So definitely not what it was last year right, with the Cowboys. But, you know, Gallup should be back midseason, which would be a huge boost for them. Um, 
I, I am just interested to see how they play out in the sense that you touched on it a little bit. They've lost a lot of guys on defense as well. Mm-hmm. It, it Last year, they started incredible. They were so good, and they tailed off really bad at the end there with Dallas. So we know the history. Teams don't repeat in the NFC East, and I'm kind of with you. I just take I see them still being good and competitive, the Cowboys. But yeah, them them getting 11 wins, I just I just can't see that happening. Or even 10 wins, they feel like another team that's gonna be nine and eight right there with the Eagles fighting for that uh, divisional lead at the end of the year. Just because again, we know the NFC East, it's never pretty. This mm-hmm. is just one of those divisions that. It's ugly, but somehow they keep winning Super Bowls as the years go on. Simon, do me a favor. Um, hang on with me through the break because I want to ask you with the preseason starting here on Thursday night with the Hall of Fame game, what your expectations are for these teams in the preseason and specifically what are you looking for when you're watching these preseason games? He's Simon Hunter from Action Network, co-host of the Favorites Podcast. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network. Your next bet. That's V-S-I-N This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We are rejoined here by Simon Hunter, co-host of the Favorites podcast. You catch him on Action Network. Follow Simon on Twitter at Simon Hunter NFL. And uh, Simon, the preseason kicks off here on Thursday night with the Hall of Fame game, the Jaguars and the Raiders. What are you looking for during the NFL preseason? So, me personally, things definitely have changed now. They only get three preseason games instead of the four. Um, that, that's I've definitely been trying to adjust to that because um, it was just different before COVID. I felt like preseason was a huge betting edge as a professional um, just because people really slept on it, right? There wasn't that mainstream of a thing betting uh, preseason. And slowly in 2019 and 2020, it kind of felt like it was coming around. And then obviously 2020, I should say, that COVID, we didn't have it. And then 2021, it came back, and it was just different with the three games. And I would say half the teams don't even play starters, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't even let the guys play. So my advice to people is always kind of be on top of these quarterbacks, these backup quarterbacks. Really be on top of, is this guy good? Is this guy consistent in this offense? Uh, I wouldn't bet too much week one of the preseason. That's kind of where you want to see what kind of systems and what teams are actually trying and what teams aren't trying. Um, but for me, you know, keep it simple, stupid. We know the Ravens, right? I think they're on a 20 and 0 streak, right? Yeah. So that's one of those, like, you're always going to have that guy. that's like, well, they're due. So I'm going to, I'm going to bet against them. And that person has just been losing these last couple of years. So (laughs) I go the other way. I, I back the Ravens and I actually tend to fade the Rams where the Rams historically just do not care 
about preseason. Those are just little simple basic ones, but out, people out there that are going to be really into the preseason, you can find big value. Try to scout these backup quarterbacks. Some of these guys, they just click with certain receivers on some teams, and they are really, really good compared to other teams that are just horrible. Like, right, their backups are just aren't good. They're young, and they don't know what they're doing out there. So definitely can find an edge if you're patient and work hard enough. Yeah, and, and, you know, we talked about the Jaguars earlier, but specifically in this game on Thursday and then also looking ahead to the rest of the preseason, I'm going to be on the Jaguars. Uh, I look at the way that uh, Bill Belichick has treated the preseason and Josh McDaniels coming from that Bill Belichick school. I don't think that he's going to treat the preseason as seriously as someone like Doug Peterson who's coming in trying to change the culture for the Jaguars. He wants them to feel what winning feels like, and I think they'll be taking the preseason much more seriously yeah I like that play I, I i definitely thought it was interesting that they both announced i mean two days beforehand that no starters were gonna play mm-hmm. i i just thought it'd be good for the jaguars to play some starters right like what you just talked about they kind of just had such a throwaway year last year it's like every rep would be good for trevor lawrence but again i'm not gonna question doug um i like that though it's just the hall of fame game i believe it's 12 to 12, uh, 12 unders yeah. have hit since 2000, I believe. And it's just historically, you know, these teams just don't really want to show anything. So it's kind of kind of boring, kind of sloppy. But what you just touched on is the only thing that makes me a little nervous about betting this under. It's like we have both, both coaches are offensive minds, right? Neither guy are defensive schemers. So we're definitely going to see some interesting plays uh, tomorrow night. Any player futures that you've been taking a look at, maybe in the awards market or prop market? Holding off a little bit just because of injury risk at this sure. point. Uh, I hit a couple ones very early on. Uh, did a – what did I – I think it was like uh, Trey Lance to lead um, lead the league in rushing and passing touchdowns, and he was, I think, at like 80-1. to 1. Now it's been bet down to 40-1. to 1. Um, But things people want to get down on now that I think have good value uh, – it's never it's never a bad idea to try to do these wide receiver props or running back props of the backup, right? I mean, it's rare that it happens, but you're kind of trying to find value in the sense that a, a guy could go down and you have a guy that's going to step up and be the leader of a team. So looking at a guy that I think that none of people really know how good he is is Allen Robinson. Yeah. Allen Robinson is someone that kind of, kind of wasted away on the Jaguars, kind of wasted away on the Bears. Now he's on the Rams with Matthew Stafford, and we've seen Stafford. He locks in on receivers, right? If he gets a rhythm, he gets a groove with a receiver, he'll just really go after them constantly. And we saw what Cooper Cup did last year. I just had to think they're gonna, teams are going to be all over the Cooper Cup thing. And we saw in the playoffs that Odell Beckham was actually getting all the yards and the catches as the playoffs went on because all the teams were just so focused on Cooper Cup. So, yep, I had, I, had, I, had, I had the Odell Super Bowl MVP ticket, yep. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah, I had the. I luckily did the first touchdown, which I'll never, never, never get over how lucky that was. Yeah, he caught that TD, then he was gone. But yeah, Coop, uh, Cooper Cup is again. I don't want to say a bad word about the guy. I think he's incredible. But statistically, we expect him to take a step back. He arguably had the greatest receiver season ever in football. So the fact that Allen Robinson now is on this Rams team, he's hungry. He's actually younger than Cooper Cup. I love it all. And he right now at certain books he's sixty to one to lead the league in receiving yards. So to me it's like a I don't want to be like a, a downer, like be negative about Cooper Cup. 
it's more in the sense I just think you're going to have a lot of advantage in the value with the Allen Robinson type of player in this system. So at 60-1 to 1 to lead the league in a pass-happy offense, I really do think that's great value sitting on Allen Robinson. I don't hate it. Uh, one that I've played is uh, under 950 for Debo Samuel receiving yards. Um, I'm not a believer in Trey Lance. I got to see it, like like you said with the Giants earlier. I got to see it before I believe it with Trey Lance. And I think that he's actually going to be involved in the running game more. And the more that I see him come out and deny the whole I don't want to be a running back thing, I think they're going to utilize him in the running game a lot. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over his rushing and receiving yardage prop, but goes under his receiving yardage prop. I like that. I literally just read from one of their beat writers that he he likes being a wide back. Like that's what he calls. That's it, what he calls back. himself. Yep. Yeah, and, and like it came out the other day that he was just that was just part of negotiations. So. Simi, I like where your head's at. Where yeah, and, and he I could definitely and see them had, using more as a running back. They've had a different leading rusher each of the last five seasons. So uh, why not Debo? Right, and we don't know. You know, if that was just the plain stuff, it won't match well with Trey Lance, which I another another aspect I like that you brought up. Hey, man, I appreciate the time and the conversation as always, and uh, we hope to catch up again with you soon. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Simon Hunter from Action Network, the Favorites Podcast. Uh, does a great job there. Uh, hit him up, Simon Hunter, NFL. And speaking of Debo Samuel, um, I believe there is a contract incentive if he rushes for 380 or more yards. He will receive a bonus of $650,000 if he rushes for over 380 yards. And if you look at the player prop here for Debo Samuel's receiving yardage, okay, 950 and a half is the number up on DraftKings. Let's play this out for a second, okay? This is the bet that I like. So Debo's at 950 and a half over under. I like the under in the receiving prop. But here, check this out. Combo. Rushing and receiving yards for Debo Samuel this coming season, 1,300.5. So let's do some math. We take 1,300.5, we subtract 950.5, and we get 350 rushing yards. Debo will go over. 350 rushing yards because he needs 380 to get that contract bonus. Therefore, I like the over 1300 for Debo rushing plus receiving. I think Debo could rush for 400 yards this year. I think there's a way to play both, play the over in rushing plus receiving yards, play the under in receiving yards, and there's a way you can win both, but you can't lose both. Right? Well, I guess you can if he has 951 receiving yards, but then doesn't run for over 350. But I think he does rush for over 350 because, like I said, contract incentive, 380 yards he needs for that contract bonus, $650,000.
I'm Scott Sandberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll go through the Major League Baseball board here coming up for Thursday. See if we can pick out some best bets. I already got some overnights that I really, really like. We'll talk about it next here on The Look Ahead with me, Scott Sandberg, here on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All of our podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Sandberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we do each and every night. Let's take a look at the Major League Baseball board for the next day and see if we can already pick out some plays that we want to bet on. We'll start with the uh, early game, 1235 Eastern time in Pittsburgh. The Pirates and the Brewers. Milwaukee minus 250 with a total of eight. Brandon Woodruff goes for the Brew Crew and Zach Thompson for the Pirates. Lean Brewers here after the loss. Uh, They've actually uh, lost two straight, believe it or not. The Brewers are looking to avoid a sweep at the hands of the Pirates. Yeah, they've actually lost three straight games if you throw in the uh, loss to the Red Sox. So, you mean, the Brewers um, looking to avoid a sweep at the hands of the Pirates? I tend to think that they get this victory here. Milwaukee this year, 25-21 and 21 after a loss. Uh, we're going to go ahead and probably back the Brewers on the uh, run line here against the Pirates. A double header will begin uh, in St. Louis at uh, around, what, 11, 12, 1 o'clock um, or 2 o'clock in St. Louis. Game one, and, and there's no lines out just yet on this because, as I say all the time with double headers, these things can change and the pitching matchup can get flipped on its head. But it's uh, scheduled right now, Miles Michaelis and Marcus Stroman in game one. And in Game 2, it looks like Jose Quintana will make his 
Cardinals debut, and the Cubs have not announced a starting pitcher just yet. Uh, I lean the Cubs. If it's going to be Miles Michaelis and Marcus Stroman, I, uh, not the Cubs, excuse me, the Cardinals, if it's going to be Stroman and Michaelis, I do lean the Cardinals in that matchup. I would also lean the Cardinals in the matchup with Quintana on the hill. Dodgers take on the Giants, uh, and the Dodgers looking to complete a four-game sweep of the Giants. Clayton Kershaw gets the start against Jacob Junis, and the Dodgers are uh, minus 210 favorites in this game with a total of eight. The A's will take on the Angels. All-star Paul Blackburn gets the start for Oakland, going up against uh, Jansen Junk for the Angels. Uh, this season, Jansen Junk has uh, just thrown six innings, but he has not allowed a run in those six innings. His last outing was uh, four, five shutout innings against the Kansas City Royals uh, last week. He did strike out eight batters. So how about Jansen Junk? A uh, little junk ball pitcher, maybe. No, not really. I don't know. Uh, but Blackburn and the A's are a dog here to Junk and the Angels. Rockies take on the Padres as the Padres look to finish off the sweep. Joe Musgrove gets the ball going up against Kyle Freeland. Uh, the Padres minus 305 with a total of seven and a half. So that is the uh, heaviest favorite, I believe, on the board here on Thursday. The Padres at home against the Colorado Rockies. Nationals will take on the Phillies at Citizens Bank. Uh, Paolo Espino goes for the Nats 0-3 this year with um, not a great ERA, uh, which is amazing because he has made, um, just think about this, Espino has made nine starts this season. He's appeared in 29 games. He's made nine starts, but only three of those starts have resulted in a decision. He has reached the fifth inning just uh, one, two, Three, four, five times this season he has reached the fifth inning. Uh, Phillies will have Noah Syndergaard on the hill, and I am going to back Philadelphia in this one. I think Syndergaard in his Phillies debut will get the job done. Phillies minus 235, so you're going to have to play them on the run line, um, and it's still going to be laying some juice, but I think the Phillies do get the job done against a poor Nationals team. Braves take on the Mets. Kyle Wright goes for Atlanta. Cookie Carrasco goes for the Mets. And Mets are minus 120 at home. I don't hate taking a little plus money value here on the Braves. This is a pivotal series for the uh, first place in the National League East right now. If you look, uh, the Braves currently trailing the Mets by uh, two, uh, three and a half games, excuse me, in the division, uh, the Mets took two of three from the Braves prior to the All-Star break. But don't hate the Braves here on the road. Astros take on the Guardians in Cleveland. Justin Verlander takes his 1.81 ERA on the road to Cleveland. against Zach Plezak, 2-9, 4.33 ERA. And Houston minus 180 with a total of 7.5. I'd be looking at the Astros on the run line here, minus 1.5. I think Justin Verlander completely shuts down this Guardians team. And if you look at the way that uh, Shane McClanahan kind of uh, did not 
perform in his last start, well, Verlander's the favorite for the American League Cy Young, and I think he could sniff the award uh, if he just finishes out the season the way that he has been pitching all year long. So uh, I expect another strong outing here from Verlander against the Guardians. The Rays take on the Tigers. Uh, it's going to be uh, Jalen Springs, uh, Jeffrey Springs, excuse me, on the hill for the Rays. He goes up against Drew Hutchinson. Right now I'm seeing uh, Rays minus 190 against the Tigers. The Blue Jays will take on the Twins in Minnesota. Alec Manoa gets the start for the Blue Jays against Sonny Gray. Toronto minus 125. I don't think that's high enough. I think it's a, a the number is low for Alec Manoa. I'm going to be back in the Blue Jays here in this spot. I love what Manoa brings to the table and uh, his splits this year. I mean, you look at him on the road and uh, it's just as good as it is at home. Uh, a 229 opponent's batting average. Opponents are only batting 214 against him all season. Manoa with a 243 ERA has been one of the top pitchers in the American League. Uh, the White Sox take on the Rangers. Johnny Cueto is scheduled to go for the White Sox against Cole Reagans for Texas. The Rangers just got swept by the Orioles. It's their first ever season sweep of the Texas Rangers. Think about that. The first ever season sweep for the Orioles over the Texas Rangers. That's what the Rangers are coming off of now. And they'll have to face Cueto and the White Sox. Chicago minus 135 with a total of eight and a half. And then uh, the Red Sox take on the Royals in Kansas City. Nick Pavetta gets the start for the Red Sox. Chris Bubich gets the start for the Royals. Boston minus 135 with a total of nine. And I believe I saw that um, we'll have, uh, let's see, uh, Devers is back now for the Red Sox. So this team feeling like they're in the midst of a playoff push to see if they can get a hold of a wild card spot. Red Sox right now are three games back of a wild card spot, but there are a bunch of teams that are ahead of them, including the White Sox, Orioles, and Guardians, all chasing down the three wild cards currently in the American League, which are the Blue Jays, Mariners, and the Rays. Uh, the longest winning streak currently in Major League Baseball does belong to the San Diego Padres, who have won five straight. The Dodgers have won four straight. The longest losing streak in Major League Baseball currently right now is the Colorado Rockies, who have lost five straight games. Coming up this morning on uh, Follow the Money, Paul Stone, professional handicapper. I'm sure he'll talk a ton of college football at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. Mike Dempsey from SiriusXM Fantasy Sports will join the program at 8 a.m. Eastern time. From DraftKings, Julian Edlow will join the program at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. And then 9 a.m., our very own Mike Palm, uh, our host here of Odds On, along with Amal Shah and uh, Circa VP of Operations, joins the program at 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's all coming up on Follow the Money on Thursday morning. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at Scott's On Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. First baseball game of the day is early. The Brewers and the Pirates, 9.35 a.m. Pacific time, 12.35 uh, Eastern time. Not sure if I'll have a play on that game just yet, but 
I will uh, tweet out when the baseball card is up on the vsin.com daily best bets page. And you guys can take a look at that. And then we'll go for uh, the play of the day winner. Four and one since we came back from vacation for the play of the day. We'll see if we can make it five and one here on Thursday. This is the look ahead here on vsin, the sports betting network. This is V. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.